Let us pray. O God, the source of all health, so fill our hearts with faith in your love that with calm expectancy we may make room for your power to possess us and gracefully accept your healing through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Maybe, uh, maybe you've read some of um, Jim Bishop's books, uh, like the book entitled The Day Kennedy Died, or another one, The Day Lincoln Died. Well, the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark, from which um, Father Bates just read, the first chapter of that Gospel uh, is something like that. It, it traces sort of one full day in the life of Jesus. It begins early in the morning, sunrise. Jesus is walking along by the lake just outside of, of the town, Capernaum. It moves into a mid-morning visit to the synagogue in Capernaum. Uh, it was the Sabbath day. It takes in an afternoon visit with um, Peter and Andrew and then traces the events of a very, very busy evening as hundreds of people gather to be ministered to, to receive healing by and from Jesus. And then that long day concludes with a, on the part of Jesus with a solitary prayer vigil in the hills during the lonely hours of the early morning. As you read that chapter, the first chapter of Mark, there is a theme, a thread that keeps occurring and occurring and occurring, um, and that's the authority of Jesus. And our gospel reading for today in particular has to do with what took place when Jesus and Peter and Andrew and James and John uh, went to the synagogue. One thing is clear, the gospel writer, Mark, is, is just absolutely amazed by Jesus. He's amazed by the vast scope of his knowledge. He's amazed by his insight into humanity, into life itself. Most of all, he was impressed, amazed with the authority with which Jesus spoke and acted. J.B. Phillips once wrote a book entitled The Ring of Truth, and that's an apt description of the presence of Jesus, the way he taught, his words, his actions had the ring of of truth, and everyone who heard him and saw him knew it. As I, as I read the scriptures and read again and again the things Jesus said and did, just like Mark, the reader of the gospel, I never cease to be amazed at, at the wisdom, the insight into life that Jesus had. Everything about his life, his words and his actions, 
reveal, among other things, but certainly reveal how far afield secular thinking often is. How wrong that kind of thinking can be when when everyone around is is praising it and, and saying how right it is. You know that old adage, anything goes. There could be no question. It's so very clear how much we need Jesus' teaching, his insights in our lives as we look at our own lives and human life in general. But we now get to the reading itself, what was just read a moment ago. And Mark sums it all up for us with the describing the response of the people in the synagogue that day when he says they were amazed and astonished. With authority, he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. There is no doubt that the unclean spirit in the man that we just heard about, that unclean spirit was reacting to the teaching of Jesus reacting to the very presence of Jesus, and he could not stand it. And the insight our Lord gave that morning was so piercing, so revealing of Arab, and the foggy thinking of men, that the demon was tortured with the truth and broke out in this, in this angry interruption. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. And Jesus stood there and simply rebuked him and commanded him to be silent. Do you remember some years ago the film The Exorcist? The story of a little girl who's possessed by an evil spirit, a demon. She's supposedly set free by two men who intercede on her behalf, but But from what I saw, and from what I remember, that's not quite what happened. Indeed, she was temporarily freed from the presence of that evil spirit within. But but it's it's not a story of triumph over evil. Because in that film, it's the demon that triumphs. For he destroyed the two men in the process. It was an evil and frightening film. But you see nothing of that, nothing like that, as Mark paints a picture of what happened in the synagogue that morning. When that demon was confronted by Jesus, he's forced to leave the person he's inhabiting. The word of Jesus is victorious right from the start. The demon, of course, is reluctant to go, as is obvious from the way he convulses this person, and he cries out with a loud voice, but he must leave, and that's the point. He is overwhelmed by a superior power, and and through all the centuries since, The only name that demons have feared 
evil spirits have feared is the name of Jesus. And I think we do well to remember that this day and age as we seem to be experiencing uh, throughout this world how else can you describe it? An invasion of demonic powers, demonic forces. And there's no religious mumbo jumbo or, or church ritual. None of that is going to set people free. It is Jesus. Jesus whom the demons fear and his authority to command unclean spirits to obey. So that particular obedience was so remarkable that Mark records, and at once, he says, at once his, Jesus' fame spreads everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. When Mark says at once, he does not mean in a few days or a few weeks. He means in a few hours. The word had spread like a flame throughout that area. And by evening, many hundreds of people were bringing the sick and the demon-possessed into the city to be healed by Jesus. The word had gone out that here was the one who could command the spirits of darkness and they would obey. Amen.